guys, welcome to episode 13 of the MMA Wales podcast. I'm Ricky Wright with uh, Adrenaline Fight Night promoter James Wallace and of course bare knuckle boxing, undefeated bare knuckle boxing fighter James Lilly, also a former Welsh title challenger in the boxing ring and MMA, MMA fighter too. Professional MMA fighter. Otherwise you wouldn't be here because <laughs> this is an MMA podcast. MMA Wales. MMA Wales of course. So what have you guys been up to this weekend? Chips? Laying around thinking what the f- happened the weekend. <laughs> I swear already. Yeah. <laughs> How about yourself? Back to normality. Kids' parties, headaches, usual. Tembi. Tembi. Tembi with the kids. The reason Tempe. I wouldn't have kids yet is that the thought of going to kids' parties <sighs> just like grates on me. And so it's every weekend, mate. Every weekend. I was, in, I was in my one o'clock this afternoon. Now my boy, he takes about. 45 to 50 minutes to leave your side and play with the other kids. Oh, it was now a party, like, I mean, so yeah. <laughs> just playing with a kid for like 45 50 minutes because you know, he's scared of the other kids. Not scared, just doesn't want to communicate with them. It's a good <laughs> laugh. <laughs> I went to the Cafilli Cheese at Lots of Cheese yesterday when the, the Steel House Festival in Ebervale and saw Miles Candy was going awesome. But let's get talking about last weekend's events. Of course, you promoted Adrenaline Fight Night at the Grand 2. And of course, you fought on the night as well. You fought Tobias Herrera. The fight, the build-up to the fight was excellent. Yeah, there was a lot of banter on Twitter. It was a, even a bit of respectful banter too. It was building yeah. up good. Between the fight, them, yeah, his mates got involved. It's <laughs> a different, <laughs> different matter. Like Some of the things his friends were saying to the Swedish guys, I was like, associates, 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 <laughs> sponsors. Jorgen as well, like, he's like, he's fifty year old. He's great, or whatever he is. I mean, He's a great guy, like, and they just on the right corner. <laughs> <laughs> the fight, the fight started out. I was expecting there was a lot of striking thrown. It was, it was quite. I've nearly hit a takedown. Yeah, Lily hit a takedown. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I don't think I was part of the game plan, but no, because the position he landed, you, you, you took the back yeah, was, was there. Back. You, you're not gonna just let him go. You're gonna put him. You're gonna put him down. The fight was building up to something really good, and then he got a cut, and then he was stopped. And to me, I was a bit heartbroken because I really wanted more. Like more, I wanted. I wanted to be free round war with one of who ended up sleeping. Don't care who. No, <laughs> <laughs> no you know what I mean. I wanted yeah. it to be one of them, and I think it was going to be. But it, it, how do you feel about that? I started off a bit slow, to be honest. Like I watched the video back, and I was like trying to fake my way in, and it started off a bit slow. And then once I took a couple of knees and got into it. I opened up a couple of punches and I was like, "Fuck, this is this is alright. This is let's fucking do it." Like, and then um, obviously he took the knee and was it a knee? Yeah, I watched. It, I thought it was a knee when I watched it back and it looked like a kick because he wasn't stopped straight away. There's a few shots from, wasn't it? Yeah, he caught me with um, the head kick uh, and then we went against the fence and he put full knee up and that's mm. where I felt the split because he hit me in the jaw with the the head oh, kick yeah. and I was like, oh, I do it, Bobby. Like mm-hmm. take um, and then he caught me with a knee. Oh, went, cut. <laughs> I remember throwing up a cut and catch, and thinking, "Oh, that's caught him." And we wrestled against a fence, and I was like, "I think I'm bleeding my ear because I could see like blood spraying down his back." I was like, "Yeah, I think I'm bleeding quite a lot." <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the ref come over, and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" And I went, "It's done, mate." Isn't it? And he went, "Yeah, that's bad." Mm-hmm. And I, like, I went over to the doctor, and he was like, "No chance." He said, "If it was the last round, maybe." Like, but he said, "You're a minute into the fight." <sighs> It's where it was. I mean, when I looked at it, the blood was coming in that way, but it was some like floating around the eyelash. Mm. When I got it, so it's like, you know, if they dry that up, the blood 
could run a different way yeah. and then it goes in the eye if, if the cut was below the eye mm. probably would have been right I mean but I say yeah it's one of them I, I think if it was like a bit further into the fight it might have got away with getting another round out but it was like a minute in minute mm. so so it was a bit disappointing because it was of the build up it was a little bit disappointing I started slowly but I think you know it's part of my game to take a few blows before <laughs> warming up like it's just it's just the way I am you know and hoping we can do it again to be honest well you both got things coming up now he has a fight on his home show against the Norwegian out in Sweden and then you've got a binnacle boxing match in the schedule yes once them out the way would you like to go for another have another crack at Tobias in um, on one of the adrenaline shows yeah I definitely I, the, I, the reason I took a band up in September is I'm going away mid-September and then I know James has got two shows later in the year I think one's October and one's December isn't it? at the moment so yeah. I'm not going to be able to fight in between so this is probably going to be my last bare knuckle of the year and then I'll be taking the two MMA but I'm not going to just concentrate in like the bare knuckle I'll be up here all the time doing the ground again showing more takedowns off is that something you've, you've kind of started to really enjoy now the ground work it, uh, to be honest when like my first um, foray into MMA all them years ago it used to be like you know Boxer versus karate, boxer versus Jetson. I never used to bother. I used to go up Chris Reese's and have 17 year olds choking me out and I'd be like, put the gloves on, put the gloves on. <laughs> you know, it's different. But since I've come back into it the second time, and especially since, you know, I've been coming back up here, you know, I respect a lot more. We're, we're always training, you know, grappling and we're always training MMA now. So it's not just striking where I could beat boys up all day. You know, I've done loads of rounds with Brett and, you know, I was getting thrown up in the air and stuff. So. Yeah, I am enjoying it now, and you know it was it was instinct with the takedown. You know, I wasn't thinking about it; it just happened, and I wanted to show. I mean, what, you, what else are you going to do in that position? It's a it's a mm, you're yeah. an opportunity there, anyway, so I, yeah. I think the difference now as well, like obviously, when you're in a fight camp, you learn, but you're thinking about the fight. Yeah. So I think now you can be in a fight camp for boxing, better than boxing, I'll be it, but there's only so much boxing you can do, realistically, in the yeah. gym. And then you can grapple and do MMA training out the season if you like, but enjoy it and then learn whilst instead of having to learn specifically for one person. Yeah. So you can enjoy it even more when you haven't got to fight boxes or anything. You know what I mean? In camp is a little bit harder, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> also on the card, uh, we crowned a new welterweight uh, champion in Aaron Khalid. He defeated Jordan James, mm. uh, first round TKO. Mm. Uh, how do you feel the fight went? Did, did you? Um, yeah, good. I mean, like, I, Aaron to me, originally when the fight was booked, I thought, right, okay, so the further the fight goes, the better it's going to be for Aaron because he's that kind of a fighter. Yeah. You know, he's tough, he's durable, he ends up getting a submission in the end, he's pretty good at that. And Jordan is the rhino, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? He comes yeah. out like that. I mean, it did pan out that way, as in Jordan didn't get the finish, and Khalid did, but it was just a lot shorter than. Yeah, you'd expect that chain of events over the full three rounds. Yeah, Whereas yeah, it will happen in the first round. Because Jordan got tired quicker. Yeah, he started well. I, I watched it right. Because when, obviously, I was having my eye done upstairs and someone came and said, oh, it's over. Do you want to So I thought, oh, you know, he, he must not have been. But when I watched it back, I was like, fuck, Jordan started right. Mm. You know, it's, it's just oh, the way yeah, 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 he, he got, he got tight. I think, you know, his training wasn't as good as maybe you would like this to have been. Um, yeah, and he got... Aaron turned it round quicker. Yeah, basically. But um, I mean, Aaron's great. I mean, 
you know, he's a good fighter, and he? he's not, yeah, he's not yeah, two ways about it. He, and he, and he, he's only had hard fights. You know? No, I don't think he's ever had an easy fight. <laughs> First time I seen him uh, fight, as I said on the last podcast, he mm. fought a guy called Matt Hughes, um, who had exactly the same style as UFC Matt Hughes. Just kept slamming him on his head, mm. and I just thought, wow, this guy can take a beating, and he's got so much heart. Mm. Years later, he's got the the training and the background to uh, to do really well in the sport now. So it also, it also helps when you're a pro welterweight in a gym with a good pro welterweight as well, Lou Long. Yeah. Um, it's rare that you get teammates of the same division as you really, isn't it? You know, we're well, talking areas, so I mean, that's really handy for sparring, I suppose. Yeah, that's it. So, um, Aaron mm. is. Is there any chance of him defending his belt on the upcoming shows? I mean, he's fighting on the next Cage Warriors in September, but after that, is a chance of him coming down to Swansea? Love, yeah, I'd love him to fight in the Christmas show. I mean, um, obviously, the October show's written off because the Cage Warriors is the week before. Thanks uh, for letting me know, by the way. I'll, I'll just change you know, my, I know. Just changing my diary now. But normally, I put it on Facebook and then you just book yourself in. <laughs> <laughs> and it's on Facebook. <laughs> Professionalism, yeah. <laughs> we got um yeah I have we got October the sixth which is Tembi. And that's not happening now. No it is. Oh, right. but, no, it's, that's happening. What I mean is Aaron yeah. can't fight the because he's fighting the week before. Oh I got so you. So it's not cancelled. Sorry, right, right, right. I'm with you now. I'm it's not cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> um and then December then it would be good to get Aaron on it. Obviously, it depends what he's got going on. There's quite a lot of fights. So, like the welterweight scene in, in Wales, obviously, who would be the right opponent for him? I don't know. I mean, it hasn't got to be a Welsh guy. That's um, true. Um, two people messaged me. Um, I know definitely one of them, which won't happen in December, Robin Roos. Robin Roos, of course. Oop. The amateur. Well, champion. Uh, recorded a win last weekend against Will, Will Davis. Will Davis. Who looked really good. He looked, he looked phenomenal. Like they fought each other earlier on yeah. this year. Closer fighting. You know? And the the Mount Robin has improved since then. It was it was yeah. like oh, he was on fire. And um, he basically said he's going the world. Can he fight? Um, Aaron after it in his pro debut. <laughs> I said, <laughs> look, get a pro in. <laughs> but like you can't argue with like. And people say, oh, you know, he's only, he would, even then he's only had one pro fight. So look at this way. I'm a champion already. Yeah. So, perhaps I don't say that. Go on now. I'm a champion already. Yeah. Um, had, what, 20-odd amateur fights? All at pretty good high level around the world. Yeah. Um, and he wants to fight out. No, you, you can't argue it would be a hell of a fight. Yeah, it'd be, it'd, be, it'd be a brilliant fight. I That's why I said about, um, we were talking about it before, and like you look at Lomachenko in boxing, he had 300 amateur fights, a double Olympic champion, second fight, he was fighting for the world title 12 rounds. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You, how much more yeah. experience does he need? Like, you know, you've got yeah. 300 fights, you've had more fights than some people who have been pro for 20 years. Like, so. uh, Robin coming off the back of the Worlds as well. I mean, exactly, if yeah. he wins the thing, He's mm. gonna be the world champion. Yeah, he could. So I mean, he like he, he was on he was on on a run to win the Euros, really, and then he had a pretty stinking decision, didn't he? Yeah, the decision didn't go his way, uh, and a lot of people, a lot of people there that day said that he should have got the nod. Um, he was hitting that cleaner shots, but the other guy was pushing the pace. But if you know judging mm. criteria, it's not about how who pushes the fight; it's about who's. Yeah, close to finish in the fight. So yeah, who's hitting the person? Basically. I, I know there's a lot of 
people upset about that decision out in Romania. I, I was there, so CDF bro. I only watched the highlights, and you can't go by highlights. But Malcolm Martin was commentating, yeah. and was basically shocked at the decision. And I trust what he says. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so uh, Malcolm knows his stuff. Yeah. So. So that'd be a good that'd be a good fight anyway. Yeah, I, I, it's I'll, a future one. I'll defend that if people say oh. If people go online saying, "Oh, how can a guy with no pro fights fight for a title?" Well, no, you well, see, I, you I, see worse people fight for yeah, pro titles. And I, other I don't think you fight so. Aaron without a pro fight because there's no other. like the ones they turn pro they want to fight, don't they? So. I mean, you fought for the Pink Pit, yeah, uh, Pink Pit title on your was it first or second oh, fight? Second fight. I mean, I stepped in against. I stepped in to replace someone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they won. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it depends what you've done before. I, as a kickboxing former kickboxing world champion, mm. no, you still a kickboxing. Yeah, world champion. I make weight because uh, <laughs> they uh, asked me to defend. They're like, mm. <laughs> nobody's won your belt yet. So no. uh, yeah, yeah. What if you get that phone call one day? It's like, oh, can you defend your belt? Like, but, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. I would have been how much? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How much to make seventy eight kilos? Oops. Years. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, other fights we saw on the card. I mean, we obviously saw the the, the cage boxing bout between. Yeah, I mean, not normally something we do on adrenaline. Uh, basically, because I think if you're gonna box, there's a lot of boxing shows about, and it's I think a lot of time a bit of a get out because they want to do the MMA, but they don't. They haven't put it in yet. Yeah. But when you've got two experienced guys like Daniel Lerwell and David Round who were fighting on yeah, the BKB. Yeah, they were both in camp. Yeah, in the BKB show that exact day and the BKB show got cancelled. You know, it's not going to be two idiots in the cage. Well, we know them. We like them. It is two idiots in the cage, but that's why we like to fight. But it was different to two people who haven't, you know, it weren't a white-collar boxing fight, you know what I'm saying? It weren't a cage boxing white-collar. It, I mean, it was two highly seasoned veterans yeah. across multiple different uh, martial arts sports competing against each other sports, yeah, exactly. in a different discipline. I mean, they could have an MMA fight, they could have a kickboxing fight, wherever. They yeah, could, enough, but whatever, yeah. They <laughs> exactly, and that's why it was fun. And to get a draw shows it a was... A split uh, draw as well. Man. split draw, yeah, that's right. 11 ounce in a split draw because, you first of all, you announced fighter A, fighter B, and you get really, everybody excited. And then you announced the last judge as a draw, and then he was like, "Ah, oh. anticlimax!" Like, I, I, I love building everybody up, and I love just dropping them down. It's like, it's like, it's like when I first met Becky. <laughs> she I thought it was this big MC. It's like, oh, I can show you the world, you know. It's like, yes, yes. Now she's now she's in the wrong though. Let's have put all of it. <laughs> Stuck with me now. Stuck with me now. But that was a good fight, and the crowd loved it and everything, and and. The, the way they fought and they, they were talking to each other they were they'd take a shot and they'd smile back and it was, it was a good camaraderie again a little bit of banter beforehand as well yeah 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 um, which is always fun in the short period of time the fight was on um, it was good because like obviously James promoted his fight well Aaron did it well Dan and Dave did it well it was like the guys who were more experienced really put it out there and Jordan Wayne really Put it online and promote the show a bit, like show the younger guys what to do. You know. Yeah, you've got to know. With, with social media, it's such an important tool. Like when we come here to the weigh-in, you know, me and Tobias and say nothing to each other, shook hands. Yeah. He asked me where the best place to go to eat was, <laughs> and you know all that, and it was fine. But that's that's the way it is online. Then 
you know, I'm calling him everything under the sun. My mates are sending him pictures of flat pack coffin. <laughs> From Ikea. <laughs> you see that one? Oh, my God. The Ikea flat pack coffin. <laughs> them them, um, them uh, bikers who sponsor you, man, they're good, they're good crack. They look scary as hell. Oh, they you talk boys. to them, they're really nice. Yeah. Oh, they're good, good boys, aren't yeah, they? Yeah. They're, they're tidy. Like. But yeah, you know, as I say, the, the boys sold it well, and uh, it was good to see. There's a lot of uh, good amateur fights out. I can't remember any of the names off the top of my head, but it was a it was a very very uh, high standard of amateur fights mm. happening on the undercard. I think like all you gotta do is match them. I know as they say you can easily match someone from one good gym and a shit gym and they're not gel, but it, it's quite once you've got the right gyms on page. If you get two first timers, you're gonna get a good scrap. Two guys who've had five bouts, you're gonna get a good scrap. I mean, um, it's when you've done to do that. Yeah. No problem. I mean, you, you got to match the numbers, and as I say, yeah, there was quite a lot of good ones. Maybe too many, because you know the show went, the, the amateur card went on quite a while. No, I, I liked that. Though. It, was, it was good. I think the show, considering it was seventy fights, it didn't really feel like four hours straight. When it was good, it didn't feel like laborsome. I mean, I had uh, Euros on production telling me ask one question. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't stop talking once I'm hungry in my hand and I said, sorry, you us. And then we've had fights where we've had, like, we've had a lot less and it's like, right, okay, so you're going to ask him what his dog's name is? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Fido. <laughs> yeah. But then on the same night uh, in London, we had two Welsh guys fighting on the Cage Warriors card. We had mm. Mason Jones fighting your uh, a f- former opponent of yourself, Commande, and we had uh, Chris former Edwards. opponent of every Welshman. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Loves it all, doesn't he? Yeah. He's just yeah, he's, he's fought probably more Welshmen than the most people. I mean, he's mm. got wins over yourself, uh, Ricky Fortuna. <laughs> um, there's another Welsh guy he's been. Marley, be- Marley, Marley, Marley yeah, well. Marley as well. That was good. That was good. That was all good fights. Up, all good yeah. fights. To be fair. Um, he's always in a decent fight and he yeah, him and, like, yeah that's what I mean he always like him and Ricky Fortuna was close and then him and Marley was close and then he caught Marley with a hell of a kick didn't he yeah um, and then you and him was a one and he caught it with a knee and he went to, I don't know what exactly that but um, they're always quite good and, well to be fair Tang whipped him apart didn't he he's different gravy though well, in the end uh, the he knew exactly he's... what to do with him just pick him up dump him I, I think there, everyone else pull his arm off I think everyone else, like Ricky Fortuna, surprised me because he's a very, he's a good grappler. But I thought more of grappling than anything else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then I I felt that fight, the both of them didn't want to grapple with each other because they were concerned about each other's grappling. So it was a kickboxing fight. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, and then Marley as we know, he just wants to get in people's faces and punch and kick them, same as yourself. But I think with Jack. He fancied the grapple, so it was a completely different fight. He, he knew the risk as well. I mean, you don't mess around with a guy like uh, Commander. I mean, he seems to be like the kind of like a gatekeeper that, like, I wouldn't yeah. call him a German. I call him a, a, a like a high level gatekeeper. Yeah, yeah. opens doors. Like. Yeah, he could, he could you could have two good wins. He could be signed by someone big. Like he's that type of yeah. player. Mm. Or you could have two losses, and then he's down yeah. there. Like. Yeah. So with Mason Jones, uh, with a decision of him. It, um, I think that's that's a good step up for Mason. He's he's yeah. You know, I was surprised when I saw that fight announced because it obviously been a fair weight, but people said the commander looked good at lightweight. So yeah, and then um, Chris Edwards. I can't remember the, the name of the, the, the guy he fought. Um, find out. Find out for me. Easier. 
Um, but it's good to see Chris. He's I think he's on a five fight win streak now, which is yeah. Which at one point in his career, he was on a, a seven fight. For years, isn't he? Oh. For seven, he's still only twenty three. Is he? <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. he. Someone saying he's the first person that ever come. Oh, that's what happened when I was down there. Morris and Amy, the nurse was like, so uh, have you had any other cuts from fighting before? And I was like, yeah, it was uh, 12 years ago. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> it was 12 years ago, my last <laughs> Yeah, that's good. So like, yeah, like Chris Edwards, is, he was on a seven fight losing streak and and it, it's kind of like, he's bounced back now. I think four or five fights on the bounce. He's back in the, the bantamweight. Uh, yeah. In, on the scene in a big way now and um, which is a problem when you're Jack's teammate and he's going with the title yeah yeah so, <laughs> so you go like with Talia Combat a moment you've got Jack Shaw uh, you've got Josh Reed and Chris Edwards all in the the, the bantamweight title mix on Cage Warriors I mean n- n- neither are going to fight each other they, they, yeah. they, there's a brotherhood up there but I mean I can see Jack I can't see Jack winning the title and sticking around for too long I mean no. He's already knocking on the UFC door. There's been rumours that he's been approached. Um, I, I, that's all I've heard is that he has been approached. But well, his management of Cage Warriors, basically. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he just signed another contract with Cage Warriors. And I think he'll, he'll see up that contract and then then go to the UFC. I mean, he's he's too much. He's too class not to go to the UFC. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like he said, he signed four fights. Four I think four or five. I mean, obviously, with with his management being the same people who run Cage Warriors, you know, they're not going to have a problem with no. going to you know, stop them, they? No, and I think that the Zufa clause, as he used to call it, would be in the contract. But yeah, yeah, uh, not really Zufa anymore. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I think he probably have a couple of fights. So, I, so again, I think it's a great. Uh, Chris Edwards, as you said, he's on a really good run at the moment. Luca Levine is the guy he can't leave on. He, he went this I thought that was his real name, man. I thought we were looking at his age. <laughs> oh, no. so, so, yeah, he's on a four fight win streak. Didn't say his age. Five foot five. He was <laughs> tiny. Like Chris, Chris looked massive uh, in the fight. He looked like Chris, Chris looked huge. He never does, does he normally? He that block was a little powerhouse in him. In the end, Chris won a decision, but the, the, the guy got uh, three points deducted in the fight, which is unheard of. Yeah. Um, the first was for grabbing the fence, and to have a point taken off, you you know, it's got to be persistent. But for two points taken off, he got need to have a down opponent, which affected Chris. Which to have two points taken off, because we've learned this, this, we've been on a course, you know, everything. You've got to be you got to do something intentional, an intentional foul, and the foul must do damage, significant yeah. damage. So you got like it's like more or less a point. Able to affect the fighter. So I meant to know these rules. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> a little bit, but just don't just, keep just don't need people. Over. Just don't need people in the head when they're on the floor, mate. You're right then. <laughs> <laughs> that's the base. That's the to yeah, it. Yeah. From what I gather, Chris wasn't pleased with his performance, but a win's a win, and he moves on to the next. Though he's on the upcoming Cage Warriors card. Uh, against Brian Boland, Ooh, and that that's a great fight. I say Chris will have to be on his top of his game for that. And but he's earned it. He deserves it. Off the back of them four wins, good good for him. I, I hope he gets the job done. He, Chris, he was having a lot of fights in a short period of time. Then had a break and come back doing the same thing. But now he's really excelling. It's like perhaps the break done him good. Sometimes when you got family and stuff, 
that's the reason because yeah. fighting is the break for me. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, are you going to retire? <laughs> 18 years? <laughs> We've had some uh, massive news in Welsh MMA this week as well. Uh, Lewis Long, who was on the show last week, has become the first Welshman to sign with Bellator FC. Mm. Um, Lewis being the most high maintenance man I know. <laughs> I hope they can deal with his shit. High maintenance person. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope they can deal with him. His demands, you know. Um, but good for good for Lou. I mean, he's worked hard. I mean, he's been knocking on the UFC's door. He's been waiting wrong a while, hasn't he? Like, yeah. I, I remember when you guys come on. Um, the other podcast. You can see what it's called. I remember if we called the TV show something different. Talking heavy on it. Talking heavy talk. That other thing we've done anyway. And uh, he was saying he was waiting for news of a title shot. What was that? A year ago. Yeah, yeah. And he was just. I know we had. He got he had the upset loss, didn't he? But then he was That's just waiting around, wasn't he? he was, you know, he was getting promised something ever happened. And it seems to me though, Bellator have signed twenty-two. Yeah. British and Irish fighters in the last uh, week. Yeah, they, lost they, my number. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, they um, they're obviously planning a, a massive surge on the UK market. I, I'm expecting like four or five shows. Uh, but they're smashing them in Dublin and around London a minute, so. Yeah, maybe one in Cardiff with Lou as the figurehead. Uh, you never know. Um, so I'm expecting something big from Bellaton. Hopefully, Lewis is right in the mix. I mean. Talent, the uh, talent pool in the welterweight division in Bellator is scary. I mean, you got like, guys like uh, Michael Venom, Page, Paul Daly. Are they doing an eight man, eh? Yeah. Is it an eight man or? Yeah, eight man grand, grand, grand yeah, so spread three. over a number of and shows. Of course, like Rory McDonald, he's a champion. Don't go on eight man, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say. They say like the the top like one percent of fighters making in the UFC, but you have got some guys who you could arguably say are the best in the division outside it in like Bellator. Well, they, some of them are stepping out, and they basically because the money they're getting more money um, in Bellator basically because sponsors. And yeah. Stuff, yeah, I mean Bellator have signed a deal with the Zone. Basically, give Eddie Hearn a million pounds. What's it called? The Zone. Dazzle. Everyone's called Dazzan. <laughs> <laughs> when they were thinking, I was like, how oh, do you say it? Dazzan, is it? Is it the Zone? That makes sense now. <laughs> if they're giving Eddie Hearn a billion to um, recruit fighters, promote in America, it's called The Zone. They're probably doing the same with Bellator, and hence all the signings. IKEA is called IKEA as well. So IKEA, yeah. is it? Yeah. In Sweden, apparently. IKEA. What stands for? Wow. It's called IKEA. It was on the radio the other day, a Swedish, who oh, was it, um, Swedish House Mafia. So they were saying, it's called IKEA. IKEA. On that note, uh, we'll be back after the break. <laughs> you can drink IKEA, can you? We're back. Are we? All right. Welcome back to part two of the MMA Wales podcast. <laughs> I thought you were going to do it this time. But, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we're a week away now from... Uh, regular on MMA Ales podcast Brett Johns uh, mm. having his fifth fight in the UFC he's out there right now training in LA is it LA? no he's Vegas and he, he's in no. the UFC no yes. he's in Vegas yeah he's in Vegas he's in Big, Vegas fighters in, in LA yeah. he fights uh, Pedro Munoz who's ranked 10th in the UFC next week really excited about that fight I mean they say like a fighter will learn much more back of a loss than anything yeah. else when your first loss in so many fights as well you've got to yeah. learn more what I will say though is like obviously Brett fought a really good guy last time um, Aljamain and he lost 
but he didn't really see himself in camp yeah. I think now he's great in my opinion he's um, probably up for enjoying training so I got a really good feeling about it um, I don't really feel but uh, it's good to see him back you know fight after his first loss you don't know how people are going to react to it you don't know what they're going to do but it's good to see that he's positive do you know what I loved about his last fight like I was gutted that he lost right but even towards the end of the fight he was throwing everything he could just like he was going for like spinning back fist flying he's just anything that just have a go just yeah, yeah. I, I like what Chris Reece said in the corner as well and it's one of the thing I stood out in the fight he said uh, don't look at the, start of the clock we, but we need to stop it he said just keep going keep playing that, that, that's, that's exactly what he did that's mm. how he, he reacted and I think imagine imagine one of them them shots landed caught you know Sterling didn't see one of them shots and yeah and exactly yeah. Brett would have just had like a highlight real win you know it's great a lot of fighters in that position would have just faded away and accepted the loss and just try not get too hurt yeah and, right. well, we've seen him on the back foot before not that bad and come back and win do you know what I mean he, he has yeah, has got that in him, and he sort of, there wasn't like... Yeah, I mean, if you look at his, his fight on Cage Warriors against the Swedish fella... Southpaw... I can't remember his name now, but... Partly with a kick and a sec in the first round, didn't Oh, yeah, he keened over, and I was like, oh, 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 he's gone. And I was like, no, no, there he is. He's back. He's fast away, Um, Yeah, but... That's right. Even in that tournament, yeah. Wyatt was like the outside chance when yeah. he fought in the Cage Warriors tournament yeah. back in the CIA... Cardiff Motor Point Arena a couple of years ago mm. no one gave him a chance because you had some real killers in there and he had the hardest draw in the first round yeah. and, he, and he, he won comfortably after yeah. after the kick well, after eight rounds <laughs> <laughs> as comfortable as you want to make eight <laughs> rounds of MMA eight rounds in one night uh, I'm kind of glad it, it went eight rounds because I was MC in the boxing in Swansea that night and I, I drove to Cardiff and I, I caught the last three rounds no I caught the last couple of rounds in uh he fought Desborough in the final, didn't he? Yeah. Who yeah. was a replacement. So basically, he fought early in the night as the replacement fight for the tournament and got a stoppage in the first round against... Time on Mokonoglu. Yes. Um, so then, by the time Brett had fought, he probably had a pint now, right? <laughs> so he'd been out a while, do you mean? And then, obviously, he got called back in and had a split decision, wasn't it? But as I say, really close fight, but... Was, as soon as it I walked in and it was just like, oh, yeah. I walked through the doors and it was like, didn't even have a ticket. I let you know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it wasn't like that. It, it was so late in the night they just assumed that why would anybody want to get in at this time? Yeah. Who can, you know, search or anything. But I was glad to see the last thing win the title. I can't get in there. If anyone knows any decent Wi-Fi. Uh, Engineers. <laughs> so next yeah, from all of us at uh, MMA Wales podcast. Good luck to Brett. Who know you're gonna do it and when you when you win, you're gonna come back on your yeah, t- we'll, we'll see him on the other week after you're contracted contractedly obliged to appear <laughs> on the show three times a month. <laughs> so you will be back in a, and you will tell everybody how you got on. <laughs> Brett. And if there's no contract, we'll get to into it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't work the Wi Fi. Oh, but no, um, right. ah, I can't remember his name. This South by anyway, kickboxer, Hogstrom. Yes, oh, that was Euros, by the way. Who doesn't like to talk? We've <laughs> <laughs> been trying you, to get to sit here for a while, but he won't do it. Euros <laughs> with his knowledge bombs, <laughs> <laughs> knowledge bombs, left, right, and centre. Hogstrom. 
Yeah, beautiful, beautiful liver kick of a southpaw stance, which means he got more leverage to throw it. No, it wasn't, was it? It wasn't the liver, it was the other side. Anyway, he was hurt. He, he was hurt. hurt. And he came back, and, he, and you, you know, like... Yeah. That's the thing. Throughout Brad's career, they, they weren't much time... There weren't many times he was ever been on the back foot. No. Uh, if you look through his career, he's always seemed to dominate. Um, mm. So, yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's nice to see him finer all cylinders. And, you know, he went, he lost the number nine rank in the world. Now he's fighting number 10. It's like, it's not like he's fighting number 30. He's gone straight back in there, which, yeah, which is what a proper yeah. fighter does. And you see too many times now, he's like, oh, I'll have a loss. I'll fight a couple of buns. Get back up in. And, you know, it's just too often you yeah, see it. But they say fighters fight. And exactly. um, that's Brett. He's a fighter. Yeah. through and through, and he's, he's going for the juggler. You see him boxing, someone loses a world title fight and they're like oh I need a, I need a warm up I need a four round warm up to mm. get myself back in and it's like yeah. what a it, waste of time like. it happens too often there. yeah and that's fucking that's where I'm at in my like my mindset now I just like you still want your fight. war oh yeah I want that you still want your war <laughs> give me the hardest guy you can give me and just you know throw me in and if it you know <laughs> throw me in the deep end and if chuck I chuck it about and yeah. see what happens <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah so don't want to be paying thirty pound for tickets to watch you beat up someone. No, up. and again, that's why pro boxing hasn't really worked in Wales because every time a promoters come on the scene and try building it up, well, it's part of Wales. Try building it up. They've had right homeboys fighting against people who step in last minute. Yeah. Every one of the home fighters wins. They got to sell X amount of tickets. Blah blah blah. It happens once. Another show, third show, people are like I'm not they watching. They get suspended for fighting MMA. Yeah. <laughs> in the same venue, and their faces on the poster. Yeah, they're still up with the wall. They've got to take them down. <laughs> Is this you? No, Jeez. it's my cousin. It's my cousin James Lily looks like me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so again, fight this fight. Good luck, Brett. Um, what else is going on, Rick? Well, we've come to the end of our agenda, so let's just talk about James. All right, all right, good. Um, all right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you've got to we, we'll uh, stray away from MMA for a second. You've got a bare knuckle boxing match coming up. Who are you fighting? Where are you fighting? Um, it's in the O2 in uh, the Indigo Rooms. Uh, I've like said that. Too many fighters, promoters. Oh, I put on a show in the O2 arena and fighting in the O2 arena. It's like you're not. It's the Indigo. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah, it's in the I'm eventually gonna fight in the actual <laughs> in front of the ten thousand, but yeah, 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 definitely. The indigo, you, it's a good venue. When it's, I, it's, I, I hate the indigo. Do you? I, I thought it was alright last time. I hate. Anyway, I went to one of the David Hay promoted cards. Joe Joyce fought Ian Lewison. That was a shit card. That was. Yeah, but that was at the MVP's debut, wasn't it as well? Yeah, I, I okay. got I got in as a special guest, and it was <laughs> it was free food and drink, and our free bar it was eleven. So I drove to London for the food. I, did, I, did, <laughs> did. I drove to London just for the free food and everything. And um, was it a buffet or? No, it was like people passing hors d'oeuvres around. Oh, oh I was banging. David Ainge knows how to. The boxing, but <laughs> the box, the boxing weren't that bad because I I kind of enjoyed the undercard fights, but I don't like. The way the indigo, if you sat up and there's a lot of blind spots up, and if you a lot of people it's a big screen ring, is it? Because yeah, they, yeah, they do yeah. a lot of K1 and Muay Thai events in there. So I, the one of the the last K draws is in there, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's wasn't right. it the one on Saturday? Just in yeah, there. that's right. Yeah. But I just as a venue, as a you're not a fan. Do you know if I was an MC at the venue, I wouldn't really care because I'm right next to the ring yeah. anyway. And to be honest, if I was sat up in the because I was sat, up, I'm not used to sitting with all the. All the ends. Yeah, so they know who you are. Like. Yeah, it's like, 
<laughs> on the ringside, like. Yeah, I know what I mean. Is um. So I just think, from a perspective. Uh, but let's look at it this way. I want to watch um, AJ's fight in Cardiff. Which one? Um, Don't right, dance. I did. No, the, what was the last one? In the Millennium. Oh, Millennium. Yeah. Her park was it? As being this shame. Don't yeah. Dance but or do, was the one before that? Tackham. Tackham, I think. When was that? November last year. Yeah, yeah it was that one. Because uh, it was Will Blade and Stag do. So we all. I went there. I'm surprised I didn't bump into you. Well, eighty thousand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's James Wallace, man. He's <laughs> no, I went in the stadium. We had like cheap tickets because everyone was like, "Oh, I can't." No, you're trying to get a stag do to buy the same tickets, right? So they're cheap tickets. I walked in there, and I couldn't work out on the big screen who the fighters were, let alone watch watching them. So <laughs> I went home and watched it on my telly in the house. <laughs> so like. You know, that's what stadium is about now. Well, when <laughs> my, my mates went to watch um, Klitschko Joshua in Wembley, yeah, and it was the same month when John was meant to be fighting in UFC London. So I was like, "Oh, boys, I'm, I'm not going because uh, there's someone else on this month." And they paid 110 pound for tickets. And uh, I said, "Where were you?" He said, oh, "You know where the flaming A and G come down where you walked in? Yeah, next to that. So what was your view of the ring?" And watch it went in the bar. <laughs> 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 oh. I got quite lucky for the. Anthony Joshua Carlos Takam fight because um, my friend George lives in London he said you've managed to find 500 pound tickets for 90 quid each there's three of them so me and my missus when he drove straight from London up nice. and uh, we were like 16 rows from the front and I thought oh this is great you know 500 pound tickets but you're surrounded by like coked up piss heads and, and you're right next to the uh, aisle where the fighters come down so every time anyone like walk down there, it doesn't matter if they're famous or not, <laughs> everyone stands up and starts climbing over you. Oh. And my girlfriend still has not to drive. Public, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm meant for this life. <laughs> Just kiss my hand, like <laughs> put the red carpet down on there. Oh, I like I know. Back to Brett Johns again. He's. he's I want to be the Joe Calzaghe of MMA. I want to bring. Uh, MMA to my own stadium. No, 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 no. no. The, the the international the motor point is just fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's nice as <laughs> I don't want to be sat row ninety of the uh, Millennium Stadium. I went for Brett. Though. Yeah, when, when he um when he fought in Belfast in his debut, I went over with um. Well, everyone was like, "Oh, we're going over," and there were so many people going over. It, to me, it was like, you know. I wasn't going with one person, I was going with loads. That's the way I looked at it. So I didn't book my tickets, and then all of a sudden, everyone had booked them. Yeah. You've got to book them online. And I was like, panicking a bit. I was like, right, so um, I can't just get them off Brett like you would normally when someone fights. Yeah. So I've got to try and book a ticket with people. So then I lucked out because Nick Al, one of uh, the support the boys that uh, sponsors James, told me what ticket he was in and the deal he went for, which is a Heineken Lounge. So I managed to get a seat right next to Nick, just literally by luck. So I went over with him. <coughs> we ended up five rows from the front, yeah. and I still was watching a screen. <laughs> <laughs> right. And we were supposed to be miles out of the way, but we sort of scammed it, so we were five rows from the front. Um, but Brett was on the eve of the first or second, second fight, actually. He was on second fight of the night. And then I watched some of the fights on Fight Pass on my phone in the Heineken Lounge. I don't know why the Heineken Lounge didn't have the 
thing yeah. on the screen like in the stadium. But yeah, I mean, it's hard. It doesn't matter how close you are sometimes in these big stadiums. There's so much going on, you can't see. <laughs> when, when yeah. we you went, can't concentrate. The O2 no. was good, though, for the UFC, because you could see the cage from everywhere, and we were right up in the gods. Well, I was outside for work because she was having panic attacks. She's scared of heights. My girlfriend does that. She got there, and she was like, oh, what row are we in? I was like, oh, that's all right. This, this, you, know, you can see everything. She walked in. I was like, where's she going? She got clinging to the wall. <laughs> I was like, oh. So we went down to the Sky Bar because we, we had O2 priority tickets. And if you look at the Sky Bar online, they got a, uh, a big window that you can see the cage through. Yeah, the curtains closed. Put this in here. My girlfriend does that. We were at a drag show. Um, we were, <laughs> sorry, we were, we, were, we were at like a, a biker festival. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. No, we I don't at, know. <laughs> so you call him bikers drag. <laughs> <laughs> we, had drag, we had a drag show. She started panic attack, and then we had to see. It. We had to, I had to calm it down. She was all right then. Once. So the drag queen, know you misses. Is this going to do height? So I, <laughs> yeah, I think it was. She says it was a height because she loves drag queens. I'm glad her mother's moved up to Wales now, so I, I don't have to take up the drag sheet drag shows anymore. But then. She, she's like, <laughs> So she's like, oh, you don't want to come to uh, Bianca Del Rio next week? I want to come to Bianca Del Rio. <laughs> After Bianca Del Rio, you want to start going with him. So she's going with her mother to see Latrice Royale next, in a couple of weeks' time. At least you know them all. Yeah, I know all the drag queens now. <laughs> no, talking, of, talking of drag, who's the most famous MMA drag artist in Wales? Alex Reed. In Wales. In Wales, you. <laughs> Do you know I had a man? That was one of the messages I had the other day. Um, of some of the guys are training here. I'll, I'll tell you what it is again. He said, "Oh, um, I really enjoyed the boxing fight. It was da- messing up with Dan and uh, and Lily's fight. I can't believe they were the guys who were dressed <laughs> as women fighting all them years ago." And because. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he said that was James and Dan. <laughs> the drag queen MMA fighters. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> I, I remember one uh, New Year's Eve watching, uh, when New Year's Eve, it was a big fact because of the year, and then you had Dan and James on it as like they had to guess who they were. <laughs> and it was like guys like, Russell Brand and No Fielding and Jimmy Carr trying to try and guess who was they it? were. <laughs> we went, we went on the piss and maybe she sues after didn't end well. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but Dan was on the piss. It's not good. They, they were tearing up the shreds as well. Like, <laughs> Is he? Yeah, it was, yeah, I wore a waistcoat. It was the worst idea I've ever had. They called me Bilbo Baggins and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Can we find this online? Yeah, it's on YouTube. Oh my god, I wish I had a better wife. Like, okay, we're, <laughs> we're gonna post this later. <laughs> Check the MMA website later. <laughs> oh, that, was, that, was, that was great. I was like, oh, I emceed them. Yeah, they fight on Friday the fight night. They do. The, the best bit about all the night was like <laughs> the BBC sent us a, a card that we could set up from the train station, like a blacked out Merc, and they put us in like a five star hotel where apparently all the celebs go to after on the piss because it's got a 24 hour bar. So uh, me and Daniel will be drinking <laughs> in the studio after. We pull up outside in this big black murk and everyone runs up the window to like, who's this guy with the car? What were they going? Tony little boy. And they're like, oh, who are they? What have we got? Oh, fuck you, brilliant. It was my five minutes. Because <laughs> <laughs> you nearly went to America with all that, didn't you? Oh, there's loads of stuff going on. I don't know, I, we had we had our photos of mothers from magazine. Hey, it's good money, like, but that's not like that. Like, we just said yes to everything. Like, Do you want five hundred pounds? Yes. <laughs> Who's my manager? Got invited to be like figureheads, like 
pride parades in London. So I like, honestly, <laughs> I think that's why they delete my old Facebook. Cause I had like, I was I used to accept everyone's friends, and I had five thousand friends, like the most you could have, because all these people had seen me. And I remember I went out on a, the piss in uh, Liverpool for my birthday. I remember waking up the next day and my phone was going ping and I had all these notifications and I had like 2,000 people wishing me happy birthday and any of them. Like, like, and I was like, ah, oh, this isn't too much for me. To our Facebook. We're all drag queens and stuff like that. Fucking brilliant. Uh, it's, to... it's gay pride in Cardiff soon. I expect you and Dan to be on like a float of your own like... Well, I actually threatened to use the picture of him dressed as a drag for the adrenaline poster, but he wasn't keen on that at all, was he? <laughs> Only because I haven't got the beard. I didn't have the beard back then, so they wouldn't remember. Mm. Would they? I have been quite, quite pretty as a girl. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, John wanted, I remember, it was it was when we were doing Predator, and, uh, I think it was Predator 4 and I ended up getting cancelled, and John wanted us to come out dressed as like drag queens. And we were, we f- we fought each other, didn't we? And uh, me and Dan, I just remember in uh, the Penland Club, the Charlie yeah. Boxer match, and we both come out and drag. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember there was these, uh, the video was funny. There was these, these two guys picking on everyone, right, up the street, and like yeah. once he's drunk, you don't pick on Dan, do you? No. <laughs> when he's drunk, you don't. I know, I know, Dan years and like. I've seen him drunk and he's great because I know him but I wouldn't want to be anyone that doesn't to start a fight on him because yeah. you know I mean? <laughs> it was just it didn't take long for a fight to start with it and <laughs> no, it didn't take long for 20 it's like boom boom was it you grabbed your bag and it's like <laughs> come it on was, it was classic come on Daniela check your bag over the shoulder come on Dan that's like that's like Welsh MMA folklore there <laughs> and when I write my book on the history of Welsh MMA I'll have his song. own chapter <laughs> before Alex Reed, <laughs> before Roxanne the picture might be on the front <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's a good way to wrap up this episode anyway uh, did you want to give a shout out to your sponsors first oh yeah I always uh, oh, I don't want this complaint again I always forget my sponsors and uh, I gotta give them a shout out uh, obviously the support 81 uh, Southwest guys, um, you know they're, they're the biggest ones, and they come to every show. And without them, you know I wouldn't be fighting. Um, Easy Ride Recovery, um, Chedi's a big sponsor of mine as well, and again he comes to all the shows. Uh, Handsome yeah. Devils Club for keeping my beard trim and to make me look less receding than I already am. Did you eyebrows? Uh, yeah, they didn't do this eyebrow. <laughs> um, what else have we got? Oh, Viva Hora um, and Sean's. Uh, company they're big backers of mine and obviously kgb and you know funky pump um warehouse gym warehouse gym there uh, so i've done it this time I and a shout out to paul owen oh paul owen yeah he hasn't got really got a name for his company just little man paul little man paul check him out with boxing yeah anyone wants to learn boxing and so on do you go see little man paul brilliant so that's a wrap guys i'll see you next time from the mma wheels podcast